Well, welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering truth together. My name's Clint. Hey, I'm Tony. Welcome back. If you were with us in the previous episode, we had thought about changing. There's a tension between welcome back and introducing yourself. We've kept it. Yeah, I couldn't okay. come up with anything better. So. <laughs> in the five minutes in between <laughs> recording these. Yeah. I mean, you get it, right? We, yeah, we, they we, get it. We got full-time jobs and families. We, we bulk up on one day. Oh, that's fine. I think yeah. that's just smart. That shows we're invested. Right. We're not scrambling. Yeah, Mate, yeah. We're thinking of episode ideas. We bank them. We record them. Right. We try to. <laughs> that's evidenced by... I'm, I'm wearing the same shirt. Sometimes better. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's You're really going to catch us doing that. Five minutes. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, today, uh, actually, you had brought this... We were on a little text chain yeah. and talking about episode ideas, and you had brought up uh, just meaning. I don't know if you said meaning of life. No, I just, what, I just said the word meaning, okay. I think. I ran with it. More like meaning, meaning in life. What okay, I'm, maybe we, that might be a helpful yeah, thing maybe. to... I might actually. I don't think that's semantics. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll get there. Uh, well, I mean, perhaps we can get there now. Okay. I mean, we'll just... Do you want me to elaborate on what I meant when I texted you that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I think I was reflecting at the time on... Yes. Okay. Here's an anecdote. I think this is how that came about. I had just finished like a big day of work, long day at work, came home and, um, wanted to relieve my wife of being on baby duty all day long. So I was, you know, feeding and changing Ollie and whatever. Fine. And she commented at one point, like she feels bad. I've just been at work constantly. I should be able to have a break. And my, as I reflected on that, which I appreciated, that's fine. I recognized that part of what, part of the reason I didn't have a problem and didn't begrudge coming home to take care of my son beyond just the fact that I love him and I want to be a good parent is it's actually a real source of meaning for me to give myself to that. I, I actually, as I scanned the array of options of things I could do otherwise, I could not find anything more meaningful to give myself to than hmm. in that moment to relieve my wife and take care of my son. Um, so it just occurred to me that it wasn't an entirely selfless endeavor at least, that, that it, this interaction, me, me, um, expending energy in this way, I, part of the reason I'm doing that is because it's a deeply meaningful thing to be doing. And it just got me thinking about, and maybe this is where we get to meaning of life versus meaning in life mm -hmm. is, is meaning something that is, uh, discovered? Is it something that is created? Because uh, you hear that as well. Create your own meaning. Make your own meaning. Decide for yourself what's meaningful. But when I yeah. look at my own life, I, I think I discover things to be meaningful. I, um, certain things grip me as being meaningful. You know? I, I just f find myself, they carry a certain weight to them or something. Does that, does that make sense, what I'm saying? It does. I'm, typically, now, maybe it's just the difference between you and I, like our personalities, mm. very optimistic. Like what you just described was entirely optimistic about meaning. Whereas I am more of maybe a pessimist mm -hmm. and I almost always think about this topic in virtue of being faced with meaninglessness. Oh, me too. No, me Existential too. dread, nihilism. Yes. And I might go through the same rigors of that day, including the caring for the child and still be... It's all vanity. <laughs> and still worry about 
the ultimate purpose, significance, meaning it's of it. Pushing that boulder up a hill over yeah. and over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think all of us partake of both, unless unless you're just like deeply, deeply depressed and you never experience <clears throat> anything that has some meaning to it. But yeah. Well, and don't get it twisted. It's not that like the, the same act on a different day mm-hmm. can have a very different texture to it. Like, uh, I imagine, I can imagine that if I was at home all day on this three hour loop of like feed, change, sleep, baby, and that's, I'm like living that groundhog day for months, maybe mm-hmm. it starts to feel like, what am I doing? And mm-hmm. it starts to feel empty and vacuous. I don't know. But, um, no, maybe we can take different sides of the conversation there, but I do think about it a lot as well from the, I want to preserve a sense. I'm desperate for a sense of meaning. Mm-hmm. I desperately want there to be. Now maybe. this is a, it's notoriously difficult to pin down what we mean by the word. So just we'll do the requisite annoying little philosophers dive into what the word means. But like, what, what do you mean when you say that? Yeah. The meaning of meaning. Yeah. Per, uh, it has purpose. It is. It matters. Yes, it matters. Significance. Uh, it's, it makes, uh, when I think about it, it, it's worthwhile. That's the word that comes to mind. It's worthwhile. Hmm. So that even if it is unpleasant, even if it is, there's suffering involved, it's worth doing. Something about it is important enough, or I want, I want to say meaningful enough, that it, it's worth doing. It's worth the sweat. It's worth the suffering. Um, but that's why I do wonder about meaning of life or like, like I, I wonder, does God, uh, struggle with the sense of meaninglessness? What, what purpose could there be for God uh, outside of himself? Um, don't you reach a point where it's like, there is no meaning beyond God or there is no meaning beyond uh, what am I trying to say there's nothing external that could provide meaning for that which encompasses everything to begin with well even the most like conservative Calvinist kind of theologians would say that God created out of his good pleasure there's some there not out of a sense of meaning just out of well maybe maybe it's tied into that um, or it's, or well, I don't know about that. I can totally imagine a toddler creating out of good pleasure, finger painting on a canvas, mm-hmm. uh, completely meaningless. Completely meaningless. Okay. Um, unless the meaning is like the act of creation itself or something. Uh, but you know what? I'm, the fact that God made stuff and it gave him pleasure is not enough for me to say it's all meaningful. Okay. Given that he could wipe it out tomorrow, presumably, and, and it could all be like um, mm-hmm. sand in the wind. It just. Um, so one thing I haven't heard you say, but I think some some listeners might be thinking, like, wanting us to say something about it having a lasting impact. Yeah. That it, um, a permanence. Yeah, I think so. I mean, a lot <laughs> of times, I think that's a natural way to think about things that matter. Um, What's an example? Like 
I don't personally value necessarily like dusting our house. Like I used to have to do that as a chore for a kid and I'd go around to the tops of picture frames and do dusting. And I thought at the time I grappled with the nihilism of that, mm-hmm. of the dust will reaccumulate yep. and I don't want to forever just be dusting. Yep. It's, just, it doesn't, it's not a good enough end in itself. Yep. Um, there's some impermanence to it. It's just going to get wrecked again. Well, you look at the, the way, um, what took place in those Nazi torture camps where they would have folks carry these huge, like mm. dig a huge hole for days, carry huge pounds of salt from one end of the compound to the other. And then when you're done, carry them back. And it's like completely purposeless. Once you've dug the hole, now fill it in. Jeez, it's like, dude. that's designed to demoralize. Like that's designed to produce a sense of nihilism and meaninglessness. And like what I'm putting my hand to doesn't matter because two days later it's undone. That's crazy. Um, oh my gosh. So yeah, I, I agree. There is something about the permanence or the it enduring that mm-hmm. you want to say has a sense of meaning. Do you, do you think that's what you're finding in the care of your son? Like he is a, a being that will last indefinitely. And so I, it doesn't cross my mind as being the reason. Mm. Um, and this is something my thinking's changed on in the last few years. I would have said, I would have said five years ago, the permanence thing was very important to me, but at, le- at least one analogy, I think that's worth, teasing I'd be curious to know what you think of this is like um like what makes a piece of music meaningful it's not that it goes on forever um Mm -hmm. it's it's the experience of the music it's the it's the felt experience of yeah of the music while it's playing that's where it's meaningful it's not like the best songs have to last forever. I, I think there's some way to view and it like evoked an emotion of joy or yeah, I want sadness or something that. But those are fleeting as well. Those dissipated. Yes, like, but, I've had mountaintop experiences listening to music. Yeah, tears rolling down the cheek. And did you find it meaningful? Well, now it's it's a weird like we're in a the contextualist trap of. We're in the context of a philosophical discussion of meaning. So, I don't know. But it's relevant. I, I don't know how to... At the time, I would have said like that. Uh, yes, I might have said that at the time. But here I am months later, and I don't even... I forget which song it was, and I, I couldn't like recall the exact texture of that experience. And, so it wasn't permanent, but it was meaningful. Well, I don't know. That's what's making uh, like in with my philosopher's hat on now. I want yeah. to question whether it was meaningful. Mm. I had uh, I found great joy in it. Uh, I was really glad to be listening to it. I've had that. I think I had that feeling of there is nothing else I'd rather be doing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a peak human experience if you can achieve that. Sure. I mean, yeah, nothing that's else. optimal experience. There's nothing else I'd rather be doing. I I'm just wondering if there isn't a way to view this where how meaningful something is, is, or how how rich an experience is, um, is directly correlated to yeah how present you are to it. Um, that the meaning is in the experience itself. It's not it's not down the line. It's not a means to an end. It's not it's not meaningful because something else will happen down the line or because it's going to endure forever. The meaning is in the experience itself, which. I don't know if that 
make sense to talk about. But mm-hmm. um, well, you're talking about well, you're bringing a really uh, like value heavy view to meaning, which is fine. I think I think that makes sense. Like worthwhileness to me sounds like val. It's valuable. Yeah, inherent value but, versus uh, yes. instrumental value. Oh yes, exactly. Maybe the difference is uh, uh, meaning and purpose. Like when I think of the way you're talking about meaning or cosmic meaning is almost like telos, like, like where's it all heading? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the end game? And that that's what really matters. And mm-hmm. maybe there's some nuance that needs to be teased out there. Cause you're right. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, I'm talking about finding specific ex- experiences, weighty, significant, worthwhile, meaningful. And I'm not, I don't think I'm talking about creating meaning because that seems like, um, oh, that almost seems more like a delusion for the nihilist. It's like, I really don't think anything's meaningful, but I'll just give myself to this thing and tell my, try to convince myself it's meaningful. Come, on, I'll create some sense of meaning for myself and try to forget the fact that actually it's all for nothing and I'm going to die. And, and I, like I said at the beginning of the discussion, I don't know if I've ever set out to create meaning more, more so that I've discovered it. I just have, I find myself um, like Jordan Peterson talks about, like he, he talks about when you are, <laughs> what does he say? Like when you are properly straddling order and chaos and you're in that spot um, where what you're doing appears to you as being meaningful, time disappears and, uh, the sweat associated with it seems irrelevant. Um, and so I wonder if it's something you can stumble into. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'm giving you anything there to, no, to I riff am. with, but I'm just trying to think, I'm just trying to understand what it even is that we're talking about. Hmm. I want to be able to pick it out in the world. And like when I'm, when I'm crafting my metaphysics of the things that are all the things that exist, what well, what's meaning? And do you just mean the euphoria of good exp- of good experiences and being present? Is, just, is well, it no, just no. like the? It's not always euphoric because I'm saying it could happen in the midst of suffering, like great suffering. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a a weightiness. Uh, um, oh well, what else could you mean by it? Um, and so, like, let's just okay, let's run with your discovery thesis that you're finding it. Well, how to get there? Like what? Well, this is where, again, I just keep bringing up Peterson. Yeah. But it does go back to these values that seem to be embedded. I, I, I have a set of values. Can't help it. I just bring that to the world, a set of values that determine my perceptions. Every, all of my actions, everything I see, all of that is determined by a hierarchy of values that are like goal oriented. That's already that you have that may that others might not share. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and so I think it is the, who knows where those values come from. Mm-hmm. I don't speculate on that. I don't know where they come from. Um, but I think they are what, what, like I have a sense of meaning, like I have a sense of balance and I have a sense of temperature. I also have a sense of meaning and it's like a, because you can tell when what you're giving yourself to isn't meaningful. This doesn't matter. This isn't. This is frivolous. You know, you can have that sense. But then, what do we do with the the contented, delusional Degenerate. person? Oh, 
What do you mean? So um, you brought up this idea that you can tell if you're giving your something to something trivial, that something that doesn't matter versus something that is genuinely or objectively worthwhile. So I imagine um, the example I use with my students when I was in Chicago is we had, like looking, we had the nice window view of the quad, like looking out on the little, the perfectly cut grass out there. Of course, it's professionally done. But imagine that you just wanted to strike up this hobby of you wanted to make sure that every blade of grass was one exactly one inch tall. Oh, jeez. And you just spent, like, you liked it. You're outside and you're, you're just chilling in your shorts in the summertime and you got your little ruler out and you're looking. And when one's uh, too short, you just get rid of him. And if he's too long, you cut the top and you're just, you're out there doing your thing. Yeah. And you do that day after day. You just devote, out, it's not just a hobby. You might even tolerate the fool who does it for 15 minutes a day. Yeah. But this is like, he does it for six hours. Yeah. No, it's just a severe mental illness at that stage. Yeah. So he, and uh, say, build into the case all the good things you just talked about yep. with. He found, he discovered. He finds it to be very meaningful. Yes. Yes, as a matter of personal experience. But I, I, I think we all want to say, no, you've given your life to something Spend that your is time on something not else. meaningful. It does not matter. <clears throat> it's not significant give your life to something else so how then how do we yep tell um, the difference is it just subjective and and his machinery is broken or can you give language to the objective features that's a good point so first of all i don't claim to have stumbled onto the objective like truth of mean i'm i think each mm -hmm. of like i say i think we're equipped with a sense of meaning and all we can do is follow our sense grass man has he's got a warped sense and that's a shame i might also here's the thread that i do notice when i think about the kinds of things i find meaningful tell me if this rings true of your experience it involves other people generally like the reason the grass thing seems so silly it's like there's real suffering in the world with conscious agents that you could be solving you could go solve those problems like hunger or malaria or, or Heck, go go serve at a, a food shell, a soup kitchen, and that would be better than just cutting this grass relentlessly. There's something that seems um, so. May, maybe there, it's it's like playing off of my uh, like the significance of human beings and the value of a human life and conscious agents. And it's tough for me to think of a meaningful thing to do without other without it involving persons. Is that? ring true of your experience um like the things that uh, and now we're maybe offering a spectrum like of ultimate meaning meaning oh wow okay rather than just proximal or kind of meaningful so i don't know man like here's a, just a horribly nerdy example like mm -hmm. i enjoy playing a computer game every now and then yeah you do and i have really good experiences like going through some adventure like the new one that came out age of empires and i'm re going through these historical campaigns and controlling the units and achieving a victory and i've defeated the enemy and i went through that whole thing and like i had fun i was entertained uh and so like just i'm having trouble in our conversation pinning down meaning but it, some there are definitely moments in that where it's in line with what you're describing yeah. as meaning. Like you're completely engaged in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, and, and I'm in a flow stage. Actually, in that moment, like just let's take Valheim for an example. You're building Fort Neptune. It, in that moment, it actually is important. It does matter. This brick should go there and not there. And like, like um, you're and taking it I, seriously kind that, of while you're in it. I think what I want to get to then, like <clears> that <throat> point, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there is nothing that's intrinsically meaningful. Nothing has it on its own. It's always derivative. It's something that agents give to something. We might call this the endowment thesis. Something has meaning if and only if a purposive agent gives it meaning and significance, places value upon it. I think you're absolutely right. The in Valheim, this goofy little base building game, I was now it involved my meaning, my decision to give it meaning involved. I want to show my friends. Yeah. But there was also this weird part of me that just wanted it to be perfect and look a certain way. Yeah. And then eventually it ceased to have meaning when I stopped giving st it. You stopped doing it. And I stopped At giving that it. At point. Yep. I stopped giving it meaning for reasons. It wasn't just purely, I'm not just a weather vane in the wind. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my friends don't really care about this game. I'm getting kind of bored with it. I did what I wanted to do with it. I built the base and now it's done. And now it's no longer meaningful. And who knows, maybe it's deleted by now. I don't know. Hmm. Things only have meaning when they're given to it by agents. And it's still objective if it's being given by agents? How, like, how is that not what I described earlier about the nihilist who's trying to convince himself that, that stuff really matters, but he knows deep well, down it doesn't? So now you've introduced a new term, like, really <laughs> matters. What's that? <laughs> and is it, are you building in, like, that the finitude versus infinitude like if it if it lasts longer then it matters more or just got to be careful like what we're bringing to the table is it do you think each of us has a well is this just what values are i'm trying to rank order what matters most to me in life and at the top like what's of most importance and at the top of that hierarchy you would think would be God, that that which is most important. If God's not at the top of that hierarchy, yeah, yeah, then I don't know what you mean by God. Um, because when I when I speak colloquially about like what really matters most, I am thinking in this. I am thinking in like a cosmic sense, in like a across the the eons. What really mm -hmm. matters? What really endures? Endurance, yeah, I want it to, and I want it to last. Or like, here's some other examples. Man, you like, got me all twisted up. So, like, we, what are, are there some things in everyday life that have non-intrinsic meaning? I would say language. Human language is a great case of this. Onomatopoeias are a little bit weird. Yeah. But for the, I mean, for the vast majority of utterances, the word, the sounds that I'm making don't have their meaning inherently no. or intrinsically. They were given to them by people over the eons to successfully pass the ball of communication to somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, another addendum we might make to the endowment thesis. So let's just say, let's just run with that and say meaning's not intrinsic. It can only it's only derivative or agents give it to things. Well, uh, there's a limit to that. I can't just give meaning to anything. I have to have some kind of control over it. So, for instance, like I can't change the meaning of the French language. 
That's something we're all the French people are doing together kind of at once. Or I can't, um, you could, right? Just no one would get on board with you. You could declare, okay, now Je m'appelle doesn't mean my name is, it just means, but it doesn't the because it, what it, but it does to you, but definitionally, you it. <laughs> but we anchor those definitions to like some agreed upon body. Mm. Like you can't, you just can't change it. No, I disagree. If you're saying that mouth noises are arbitrary and carry no meaning intrinsically, then you can assign your own meaning to whatever mouth noise you want, regardless of if a bunch of people who call themselves French have also co-opted that mouth noise and given it a different meaning. Can't you just give it whatever meaning you want? Who cares what they think? Yeah, they use that sound too, but they mean something different by it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I think you can. It's just like, did you actually change the meaning of of the word? Or like, um, what's something else, man? Things you don't have control over, like where I was born, mm-hmm. who my parents are, um, the life circumstances that brought me to where I am, like who my coworkers happen to be, who mm-hmm. my neighbors happen to be. There's a sense in which like, yeah, you could just go and say like, Oh yeah, that's meaningful. But yeah, I think there's something about like the control thesis that at least strikes me as plausible where I only can really like start to assign things that like I have dominion over or like I had sufficient control over to to shape it to be a certain way. Yeah. And there's there's so many of these factors about my life that I don't have control over, but yet they're often some of the things that I would initially have reported give my life quite a bit of meaning. The things you don't control. Yeah. Like, which, is a, which is a problem then for the endowment thesis. Like what? Can you give examples? Yeah. So, I mean, the story of how I came to have the children I have, have so many variables. The story has so many variables that are outside of my control that it seems strange that I could just then give that situation meaning. So many things just happened to me. Yeah. Well, and you like, I get what you're saying. Like you could just go on a limb like, well, I think it's meaningful. I know. But then, then it starts to, then we run into the problem of like the triviality thing. And like, you don't have a good way of making the distinction between what counts as a worthwhile thing or not. Yes. Well, and the other, that's an unsolved problem for the, the meaning theorists so far. Yeah. The, yes, the other issue I'm seeing with the endowment theory is at a certain point, and this is where I wanted to say earlier on, like, is it something that's discovered? Didn't you reach a point, say, with Valheim, where you, you couldn't just force yourself to find it meaningful? You, it was appeared to as, it just came to you as waste of time, waste of time, waste of time, yeah. not meaningful, not worthwhile. Uh-huh. It didn't do that for a long time. And then one day it started flashing that at you. Mm-hmm. And despite your best efforts, you couldn't just go, no, damn it, I'm going to give this meaning. You you had to capitulate and be done. Well, and I, I think it still is in line with the control thesis. Now we're really diving in. But like there was a moment at the beginning of that game cycle where it was more pure potential yep. uh, as as the interest of my friends. Yeah. So... Uh, and maybe the interest of my friends is something I can control. If I'm enough of a cheerleader 
And, and you've been known to be. Yeah. And build it up. Build the, <laughs> If I just keep all the torches lit when they come online, they'll want to stay here in this world with build me. Build it and they will come. But it, be, it started to become clear that, that wasn't enough. So I don't have control. And so I... Just I, you relighting torches every day for no audience. That's yeah. a good example of like, here's this thing that is outside of my control. And the thing <laughs> is my friends wanting to play it. And I can't just give it meaning without that. That's part of my value structure, as you were talking about. I brought to the table. Um, uh, yeah. Now, where this is all going is maybe you're seeing the writing on the wall here. Well, the theist. I'm not. Okay. I'm all twisted up. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> Help me. Uh, this isn't a reason to think God exists, but just a benefit of if theism happens to be true and God does exist. Well, now there is an agent in the world that has sufficient control and in line with the endowment thesis gives certain has endowed things. creation with meaning. And or, and or certain activities. Yeah. Has not chosen to give blade cutting grass that kind of significance. Mm -hmm. Or in maybe more Christianese talk, uh, that's not what it, that's not part of expanding the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. But perhaps base building in Valheim could have been. Yeah, <laughs> uh, perhaps if there's uh, people involved. Yeah, <clears throat> caring for your child and wife certainly would fall in that category. And there's a host of things. See, because I think about, I mean, day to day, how I think about it is that sense of meaning that I. Uh, talked about earlier, like a radar for what's meaningful, uh, is to me the same thing as the conscience, the sense, or very similar. Th I want to say it's logos, God, Christ, uh, calling me, helping uh, woo me the right way, and 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 nudge me towards the good life and the life I ought to be living. Um, now I don't have a good explanation then for, you know, when people's sense of meaning does get completely warped and they're cutting up blades of grass. I don't want to say the Logos is calling them to do that no. <laughs> every day. So I want to have my cake and eat it too. Well, like you said, I mean, that, I mean, you joked, but you're, I think you're right. Like that would be a case of severe illness. Yeah. And the receptors for Logos Some, the are, neurons are firing whatever wrong. caused the grass obsession has yeah. also blocked yeah. some Logos, Logos communication. Right. <laughs> One in the same piece is broken, but yeah. But like then, but then I wonder: Am, am I um, unduly conflating this this meaning drive and the activity of God? Like, was it was it the logos that caused you to build this base in Valheim and find that meaningful? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um. Or, or is it just the outcome? You are a being that has values. You, you are a, you're the kind of thing that has a value structure embedded Absolutely. in you. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, I, part do, of that and is, I do my activities and I construct goals on the on those bases. Mm -hmm. And this is why, like the intellectual component of a worldview or like a a life is important because you can assess those values. You don't have like you say. I come to the table with these values. I agree. But hopefully, I mean, at least part of this podcast is you can change them. Yeah. Through like exposing yourself to different ideas and being appeared to like this is a more winsome way of living. Yeah. Just to be in accordance with my yeah yeah <laughs> dogsastic <laughs> and volunteerism right. <laughs>
Have you ever found something? Uh, oh, here. Can I give you an example? Tell yeah. me if this is. Mm -hmm. Is it computer game related? No, this, this one's time? not. Okay. You seen the um. You seen those artists who like on a beach will do like an enormous big mandala or something in the mm. sand, knowing that the tide will come up and then wash it away, and that itself is the sort of statement that they're making through the art. And it's like, is mm. that meaningful? Well, yeah, carries a meaning, but they are doing something that's going to disappear in like three hours. Um, but it doesn't seem meaningless. And they did it to show that things go away? Maybe, yeah. Probably a statement about the transience of all things and the impermanence of all things. Um, I still find myself wanting to... I don't know how important the permanence thing is. Sure. No. I've, for me. It's not, it's not easy at all to dry, mm. draw a clear line of why finitude would make something meaningless. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think we need to go there. It's just, I, I want to know. Yeah. Like just, I think, I think we did a okay job. Like where we took the discussion. It's like you have this discovery thesis, which, I think it resonates with people. Okay, so how did the meaning get there, though? And on my view, it's... Agents. The, the Logos, really. I mean... Logos, yeah. You can give, like, so with the endowment thesis and control thesis, that gives voice to this feeling like, well, no, like, I'm an agent, too, and I can bring meaning to the world by what I give my life to and my value structure and purposes. Yeah, that's true, but it's pretty limited. I mean, for the things that you might argue matter most, your family, your friends, where you live, and your embodied life, there's so much beyond your control that you can't just like, it doesn't make a lot of sense just to puff out your chest and say that it has meaning. Like you didn't, you weren't the creator of it. Mm. Just kind of coming alongside. That's like, that was the example of the French thing. Like I get that I can just start being idiosyncratic and use a different word, but like, you don't have the gravitas to change the meaning of it's it. Out or of your jurisdiction. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, but all things, if they are in Christ and Christ is, mm. then have purpose and meaning in that way. In light of that, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good, dude. And, and baked into that, some of those things might be infinite eternal in nature and some may not mm -hmm. uh, but that doesn't mean that the finite things are meaningless it just means that their meaning comes from the divine agent endowing them with meaning so going back to the very beginning of the discussion when yep. we talked about meaning in life versus meaning of life uh, i think we've talked a lot about meaning in life as far as the meaning of life uh that makes me think of which I, that makes me think of like a telos a purpose uh the the chief end of man what yeah. what are we here for sure to know god and enjoy him forever mm -hmm. that's fine i mean it's yeah uh what do i want to say about that i'm fine with it that makes sense i don't feel like i need to ask a ton more about it mm. I mean, it's more, for me, I get wrapped up in like skepticism and agnosticism, if anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if, if God exists, then sure. 
then yeah. that then that makes sense that that's my greatest good uh and god would want that for me and that's my chief end mm-hmm. yeah but yeah i'm also made in the image of god and i'm I can create some amount of meaning, but I'm just limited in my scope of what I can give meaning to. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it helps take, uh, maybe this view, again, they're not reasons to think theism is the correct worldview. I want to be clear about that. But a benefit of it is then it it does relieve you of the pressure of having to drum up your own war party against existential dread and nihilism. It's yeah. not all on your shoulders to stave off the suicide argument. Right. Of Which is basically um, m- meaninglessness is bad. Uh, I should remove bad things from the world. My life is meaningless. Therefore, I should remove my life from the world. Wow. It's like that's the basic suicide argument. And if it's not on all on your shoulders to prove that your life is meaningless just is in virtue of God endowing it so meaningful meaningful yep. sorry <laughs> that's the second time I've said the yeah, that's okay. direct opposite that's okay uh, maybe that's why I'm twisted up <clears throat> even that view is weird though right and not to no say more well meaninglessness is bad I should remove bad things from the world oh that was just like a quick Okay, I was going to say, that to me, why? Would it be meaningful for you to do that? Would the world be better without you in it? Do you find that, like, suicide to be a worthy endeavor? A meaningful endeavor? It mm. just feels like you're having your cake there and eating it as well. Gotcha, like, gotcha. You, you do find something meaningful. You at least find pain meaningful. You find your own suffering or your own existence. Meaninglessness enough to want to do something about it. And this, you know... Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, I'd be all... I'd be more than happy to have the suicide argument be self-defeating. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you for this discussion. I need to tease it out a bit more. Yeah. In and my mind. Again, and like it. it's pretty heavily theologically oriented. Yeah. Which again, like I, I just I feel like I'm repeating myself maybe, but it makes sense to me that it would like if the cosmos are such that God exists and God is this type of being then it makes sense that questions of ultimate importance would centralize around yeah. god in some Where way else? yeah so i don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. i don't necessarily want to apologize for including it because i know that there are agnostic folks folks that listen to this i just would say one of the downsides of the agnostic view or atheist view is that you are left to your own devices the endowment and control thesis of a pretty limited amount of things that you can give meaning to inject your life with meaning. And if that's the way it is, then that's the way it is. It's just to me, that's to be lamented that that sucks. Yeah. If that's the, the way the world is. And so I should tailor my search for a divine being that can rescue me from that. In mm. fact, if I may, this is the kind of rationale that led to, the dissertation and teasing out what is yeah. meaning. And so I, not to, I'm just, I repeat it in half these podcasts. Oh, no, that's great. Where else are you going to repeat? Who else is going to repeat it? That's fine. Yeah. The possibility that, um, my personal death will coincide when my body dies, uh, that I'm trapped in moral failure and that, um, it seems like there's gratuitous suffering over the top too much. 
and all of those things impinge on like that. Yeah, it brings in the finitude piece, the morality value piece, yeah. and just the conscious experience. It does, yeah, right. Yeah. And all three of those impinge on a meaningless existence. Yeah, and so the rescuer need a rescuer from Cause, that because one in the dissertation defense, uh, one of the objections was, well, isn't there a fourth part of the human predicament that's like man's search for meaning? Mm. And I'm like, well, I don't know what meaning means, really. That's it's almost impossible to nail down. I've broken it up into three parts, and there you see them in the things I've described. Yeah, it's already all about meaning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> got them. Yeah, and like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's our hope that it's my hope that your dissertation thesis will be a easily digestible book at some point. That's, for I need your help. With oh, you that. need my help with that. Uh, yeah, okay. I do. <laughs> then together, in its current state, it's. We'll make that happen. Unreadable, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, as always, if you want to reach out, you got a question, a comment, uh, we got something totally wrong, or you've got something to add, we want you to join the conversation. And we mean that. That's We say it you know, at the end of every episode. But we do want you to join the conversation. So you can leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube, or you can write into the show mailbag at opentotruth.com. We'd love to hear from you and uh, interact with your comments and questions. Anything else? That's good. That's Perfect. It. All right. Well, um, we'll see you, we'll next, see you time. next time. Stay curious. <laughs>